Beavis. Costa, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Pretty good. Glad to be back. Yeah, back by popular demand. We've got Dorian Beaver with us again. Were, were people demanding that bloke that doesn't watch many games? Is that what happened? Uh, look, I don't know if you were actually backed by popular demand, but you had some positive uh, <laughs> positive reviews. A couple of people well, said I... to me that you, you kind of talk and think about Supercoach in a bit of a different way from what they've heard of before. Okay, so that's good. I'll assume well, different I... means good. <laughs> as you know, I, I watched at least one game this weekend. Did I know that? We watched it together. Oh, yeah, of course we did. <laughs> Feels like a long time ago, Thursday night. And you got off to an absolute flyer. I really, really did. So after three games this week, I actually thought I was in with a legitimate shot at the cash. So I have To'o, Luai, and Pappenhausen in my team, and I captain Pappenhausen. And How much is the weekly cash at the moment? It's a 1000 bucks. Okay, handy. And because I thought so positively about my team, I um, attempted the Supercoach Gods, and I was punished via Tupanua HIA. Mm. And also I was punished by some of the guy, the popular guys I don't have going really well, like David Feeder and uh, Tino. Tino. Yeah. So I didn't do that. Well, look, I had a, had a really good round. I scored 1494. Big. So that's pretty big, but yeah. And Butcher, Butcher scored a try in Satili's spot. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that was a bit annoying. But yeah, I've uh, I've moved up into 251st spot. Oh, very good. 14, yeah, 14. I was 1489 actually. Um, what about you? How'd you go? Yeah, pretty good. Not as good as I could have done. Um, so I I did the Tedesco to Pappenhausen trade. Right. And I was planning on captaining him and got a rush of blood about half an hour before the bunnies game, and decided to go with Latrell. Hmm. I still got a, I still got a bit of a monster, um, fourteen twelve, which gets me up to one thousand two hundred and eighty. Um, I have I have Fafita and Tino. Um, I cop Satili like you. I also have Ferguson. Oh yeah. So he did well. So you would have got about another one hundred and thirty odd points if you would captain Pappenhausen. Yeah, but captain Pappenhausen, it goes to about fifteen forty. Yeah, that would have been big. And then who knows what happens if Satili stays on the field. Mm. Oh, well, still pretty good. Supercoach is, is all about regret. <laughs> yeah, well, I traded out Tino, so there you go. Well, yeah, and You've and, got regret too. Yeah, certainly do. And now I'm actually already thinking about getting him back in, so there you go. So um, what, what do you think the story was with Tino? Do you think because it was a – like they've had a pretty easy run, maybe, maybe you got bigger minutes because it was a tough game? So what I'm worried about is that when I watched the first three games, and this is one of the reasons why I traded him, traded him out, he looked gassed. Like mm. he looked at the back end of his stints, he was like falling off tackles because he looked absolutely gassed. And so, and he was getting like 55, 60 minutes. And I was like, maybe he's going to turn into like a 50, 45 minute guy because he just doesn't have the fitness. But the problem is that maybe he's a young guy and he's just taken three games to find his fitness and now they're going to play him 70 minutes. That'd be so, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna watch. I'm not gonna get him back this week, but if he plays 70 minutes again this week, uh, I'm gonna have to find a way to get him back in. And he's still not gonna be that expensive. Like even if he scores sort of 70 odd this week, he's only gonna go to like 530 or 40k. So I feel like I just gotta. Sometimes you, you've got to bury your pride in Supercoach and admit you've made a mistake and 
and fix it. Well, um, front, the front rowers move like glaciers with their prices. Yeah. It's I mean, rushed. he does, He does. I, I feel, have some attacking stats in him, but yeah, generally. So, but I, but I just think in the scheme of things, if you end up getting a 70-minute middle at 540k and if you get about what you've done in the past, that's a buy, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a sunk cost. Getting rid of him has gone. You did yeah, that already. That's right. And I would have been fine with Cody Walker had he not got fucking suspended this week for basically the, the game that I was most excited about having him for against the Broncos. Yeah, well, I brought I brought him in with my my Teddy money because of his um yeah because of his amazing draw and he's missing one of them. Yeah, he's missing probably the best one in my opinion. I always thought the Broncos game was going to be better than the Bulldogs game for him. I, I know again this is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually thinking about selling him this week. Walker um, to Tino. <laughs> well, I can't. No, Back I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell him in order to free up cash for for feeder. Ah, uh, yep. I think. Because um, I'm just sick of not having Fafita. So, I mean, let's just talk about Fafita for a bit, given that I brought him up. So, I was... Because he, he scored tries against the Cowboys and the Broncos in, in Game 2 and Game 3, and scored like 60 in the first game, right? So, he had big those two big scores, but he scored tries in both those games, and I thought, yeah, maybe he goes back to 50s and 60s when he doesn't score a try. So, let's just wait and see what happens when he plays a good team. Well, he played a good team on the weekend... And he scored 84 in base and power. So mm. basically base stats and, and tackle busts and, and offloads. He only had the one try contribution um, as what you'd call an attacking stat. To, and that's only four points to take him from 84 to 88. So if he's going to score 84 in just kind of stats that he can pick up on any given week, plus he's going to score a bunch of tries, he's probably the number one second round. Yeah, well, if his base is, if his base is even 60... He's going to be the number one second rower. He's he's going to poke his nose through a lot. Um, you know, until until this year, he was a bit of a kick-out type player. You know, pretty low base, but can get a monster of a score in an easy game. But yeah, he seems to have seems to have increased his involvement. Yeah, and I don't know if that's him looking for the ball. I th- like I think it is to some extent. Like I, I see him kind of closer to the middle sometimes taking hit ups. But I feel like it's also that under-12 strategy of, like, just give the ball to your best player and they're just giving him the ball. And sometimes yeah. I wonder when teams don't do that. I'm like, these are professional football teams with, like, highly paid coaches and they've got some gun in their team and they don't give them the ball. Because, you know, Kurt Mann doesn't pass. Like, I'm yeah. just like, how is this possible? But they've... Yeah, just just training, training drills all week. Everybody... Pass the ball to Dave. Exactly. Just pass him the ball. And that seems like what they're doing. And if that's what they're doing, like he's expensive now, but he's going to get more expensive. And if you don't have him, I think like I'm on the side of breaking your team to get him in, which is what I'm thinking about doing in, in like doing a Cody Walker to Sam Walker and then upgrading a Tupanua or a Ricky to, to David Fafita. Oh, yeah. The yeah. draw, I think, is still, is still fairly loose for another few weeks. Yeah, the draw is, pretty, is still pretty good as well so that's another part of it um i mean who knows he could go back to scoring 60s but it just it just seems like he's doing an awful lot and i'm sick of not having him up having him in my team yeah but the 60s is fine i mean if he was if he's dropping back to 40s and 45s that's when it could you know blow up in your face yeah that's true that's true i think he's a different i mean it's it's early in the season but he feels like a different prospect this year yeah yeah i agree I agree. I think 
you know, I hate to use the word must have, but I think he's close to it this year. Yeah. Well, also, you know who agrees? Who agrees? The uh, big Mal. Mal Meninga? That's right. What do you mean? What did he say? Well, he didn't say anything about Supercoach, but they're paying him a lot of money. Oh, yeah, they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, a few things I want to talk about this week. One of them is, so just looking at team lists, it's, well, there's, there's two things I, I sort of broadly picked up from the team lists. One is that there's ne- there's three guys, uh, bottom dollar cheapies, that are about to play their second game. So they won't get a price rise after this week, but they'll they'll get a price rise the week after if they get a third game. And that's interesting for a reason that I'll go into in a second. And the second thing is that there's some big name players on extended benches. Absolutely. Lots of lurking. Yeah, lurkers. Lurkers. So who have we got in the lurkers? I spotted Harry Grant lurking. Harry Grant is definitely lurking. Hey, just on Harry Grant, like at the start of the season, I would have said, you know, once he comes back from injury, give him a week or two and then get him straight in. But my so I've got Watson and Braley at hooker at the moment, and they're just going too well, and they both play round thirteen. Yeah, I just I don't know if I'm going to bother with Grant unless he absolutely kills it. Yeah, and the closer it gets to Origin, the harder it is to grab him. Exactly. The only thing that that might encourage me to get Grant is if Watson gets an ex- extended run at five eight. Yeah, and Watson's got that big score and his rolling average. You know, you could. You could move him on next week, even. Yeah, if, if Grant plays big minutes this week. Yep. Or if he looks sharp. He's got Grant's got a pretty hard game the week after next. In fact, the, the Melbourne draw after this week gets gets pretty average. Yeah, they've just got that yeah little soft spot in the middle. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he's... I mean, those hookers, though, they're kind of a hedge, right? So they do a lot of defence. And, um, you know, in the tight games, they'll sort of poke through, you know, a little kick or, you know, they kind of... Oh, look, I think Grant will score well, you know, almost regardless, but regardless of draw. So he's got... So this week they play the Bulldogs, which is obviously good, but you probably want to have a look at Grant this week just to see what his role looks like, how many minutes he's going to get, if he's going to share time with, uh, with Smith. Then he's got... The Roosters, Warriors, Sharks. So Warriors, Sharks is sort of okay. Then Rabbitohs, Dragons, Raiders, Broncos in round 12, and then Titans in round 13, but he'll play Origin. So just on Smith, I mean, Craig Bellamy's a far more experienced coach than I am. Smith, he's a big unit, right? They've, they've bulked him up to play in the forwards. So let's say he starts at hooker, plays 20 minutes when the big guys are on the field running at each other. Grant comes on after 20 when everyone's tired, plays the rest of the game. Smith comes back on with 25 to go and just like rips in like he used to be when they, when he was that super sub off the bench. At lock. At or, lock, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty compelling to me. So, yeah, I could see. And then you're only making one substituted hooker. I can see that. I can see Grant wearing the number nine jersey, starting on the bench, coming on after 20, and, and Brandon... Um, you know, taking some of the heat in that first 15-20 and then coming on late in the game and just running through tired teams. If I'm honest, maybe not from game one, I can just see Grant playing 80. 
and and Ben uh, Brandon Smith playing exclusively at lock. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most likely scenario, unless uh, unless they're flogging a team by forty, and then he gets an early shower. I think he plays eighty. Maybe not. Maybe not for the first two weeks, but from his third game, I think he's going to be playing eighty. But I'm just basing that on what Bellamy's done in the past with with Smith. Yeah. Or with the other Smith. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Who are the other lurkers that you spotted? Um, well, not a lurker. I saw Ponga was named. There's got to be a bit of a question mark on that. Yep. Corey Harawiranira. Um, yeah, I saw him. <laughs> That's, I can't see him making game day. The Raiders team's a little bit interesting, right? Dunhamist Louie's been dropped. Yeah, they play their number four prop as starting. Ryan Sutton, yeah, well, sometimes they do, but... Ryan Sutton's kind of interesting, right? So, can't skip going tries. No, he played seventy-four minutes the week before last, but that was in the the week where they got obliterated. So you can kind of put a line through that. They you lost know, everyone, right? Yeah, they, they had like finish. four injuries or something. Yeah. But then last week he played sixty-four minutes or something. At lock or prop? Well, hard to know, but he was on the field for sixty-four minutes in the middle. And scored. He scored another try, but he scored not. He, I think, he scored another try or a line break, and scored ninety again. And both those weeks, he's had phenomenal base. Yeah, and he's still only five hundred k. Personally, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. But if he plays sixty minutes again, I might start getting very interested. Although he'll be five hundred fifty k by next week. So yeah. if you want to take the punt on it, you do it this week. But He's also passing the eye test. You, you probably haven't been watching the games because you don't watch the games. But he looks very good. Well, you should you should use that advantage against me. Bring him <laughs> in. Yeah, I can't do it this week, but because I'm prioritizing our mate Pafita. But he, next week he'll be a similar price to uh, our boy Tino, so it could be an interesting. Yeah, they've just got well, too many we get, middles, we get... though, and, and, you know, Corey Harawinira is potentially another middle. Well, this this gives us a better idea, right? Because you've got, I mean, who's... Tarpany's who's, back. Who's missing? Tarpany's back. Tarpany's exactly. back, so it gives you a better idea this week of what his real minutes are like. Yeah. Yeah. And Tarpany hasn't been playing big minutes. They seem to have changed the tactic with him. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The other lurker I saw was a Tabojevic. Yeah, but not the not the... Not the good one. Not the good well, one. Actually, we don't know. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Oh, that'd be awesome if, if Ben Turbo gets a run because he's in my team. <laughs> uh, but one of the reasons why he might get a run is because everyone's favourite Josh Schuster, I think, is in doubt. Mm. So he's been named, and and we'll see. But I've heard some rumours that he's got like a problem with his hand. So a lot of hand watch. injuries this year. Yeah. So it's, he, they play the 6 p.m. game on Friday night, so you, you should have a fairly early call on that. Yeah, if you're running, if you're running, walk, if you're running Walker and Schuster at 5 8, could be, could be in trouble. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the problem is Walker plays before Schuster. Yep. Although you'll know, you'll know before the Thursday night game if, if Schuster has been cut from the, the extended squad. Yeah, in the first cut. In the first cut, yeah. And yeah, otherwise I um I couldn't get very excited about about team lists today. It's one of my favourite times of the week, but it was it was a bit of a letdown for me. 
it was a bit of a letdown. Hey, so so we talked about the three cheapies that got named in Sam Walker, uh, Doppany, and um, Ben Condon from the the Franger. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, the Franger. Um, who was pretty uninspiring, to be honest. Pine, he scored well. He scored very well. He um he got on the field quite early, right? Came yeah. on for the. Where was he playing? Was he playing in the halves and just tackling? I saw his, his he got a lot of tackle stats. Seemed like, you know, I'm actually not running sure out. if he played. I don't think he played in the halves, but I'm not 100% sure. Because mm. Lachlan Lewis came off right and he went on. Yeah. I assume he played just in the back row somewhere, but I'm not sure who would have played in the halves then. But anyway, but yeah, it would be very interesting to see what sort of minutes he gets this week um, and, and whether he gets a third game. But it does raise the question of, if we've got three guys about to have their second game, three bottom dollar cheapies about to have their second game, then you can't get them all in next week. In fact, well, yeah, you definitely can't get well, them all in next week. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe Ben Condon is going to be a bit of a, a miss. But even with two, I, I, I never like to do a double downgrade. I, I want to be making, particularly at this stage of the year, I want to be making my team better every week. I don't want to have yeah. like big piles of cash sitting on the sideline because I'm doing double downgrades. Even if oh. you can double upgrade the week after, I still think you're much better off doing a downgrade upgrade if you can. Completely agree. Um, the very rare cases where I would do it is when I'm absolutely humming along and I've got a couple of maybe like 400 grand guys that can't make my squad and they're not playing the next buy. Maybe I'll do it then. But yeah, otherwise I want to be improving my 17 every week. Yeah, Totally. So, so that might give some credit to getting, say, Sam Walker a week early if you don't already have him, and then and then maybe leaving a spare trade to do top 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 knee next week. Yeah, I think if you don't own, I mean, the, yeah, the other complication is so many people own Walker because of the backup half conundrum we all had five weeks ago. Mm. If you don't own Walker, I think there's a strong case to get him. The Roosters, you know, if 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 they get on top of a team, they're going to put 40 points on. And, you know, he's he's the general, right? He's taken Cleary's, Cleary's spot. He's bottom dollar. I think there's a strong case to get him early. The other two, I'd be very hesitant. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a strong case in, in the sense that he's very playable against the Sharks this week in his 17. It looks like he's going to be a good super coach scorer. He's got a lot of flair in his game. You know, he set up multiple tries last week and he was involved in pretty much everything. Um, so completely agree on that in that regard. I mean, there is still a risk that he, you know, he gets injured and then he doesn't make any money and then you've got another, like a cheap guy sitting in, so, in your non-playing reserves. So, okay, so let's, so the people that don't have him, they could be like you and I and have Jock Madden, mm-hmm. in which case maybe you want to wait a week because Madden's got, you know, dual position flexibility. It's pretty handy. Mm-hmm. If you don't have Madden, you have probably one of the backup halves who are just dropping like flies. Yeah. So Fogarty had obviously a terrible game. He's sort of yeah. a bit injured. He may or may not play this week. So Hunt went down the week before. Hunt not many people would have Pierce, but he went down as well. Mitchell had that injury-affected game. He scored reasonably well, I think, last week. But yeah, he'd still be if, potentially dropping cash. If you got Nicarima, take the money and run. Yeah, that's true. 
What about selling Cody Walker for Sam Walker? <laughs> I can do it by Jock Madden. I can do it too. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to. Um, I think, you know, you and Polly talked about talked last week about you know, selling selling a keeper is okay when you can sort of split them into two. If you see the trade that way, then yeah, maybe. Otherwise, you're just swapping one for one. Yeah, it's a one for one. I mean, unless Sam Walker ends up being so good that he ends up being like a, you know, almost a keeper himself. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Like he's, I mean, again, I didn't watch the game. I've heard he's pretty small, right? So if the Roosters are putting on 40 points, he's going to get a good score. If they're playing, you know, if they're playing a game where it might be, you know, 18 all, maybe you sit him. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, we'll see. So we'll find out the week after next when they've got a tough game. I think against the, what the Raiders or something. Yeah. But yeah, at this stage, I don't think I don't think you're in a position to know that you can trade out Cody and create, you know, two keepers. Oh no, I'm definitely not saying he's a keeper yet. But yeah, yeah, and look, I, you know, it's I not no a trade idea. that I would really suggest people do unless unless they really have to. Yeah, and, he, and Cody's shown that he can score well against good teams as well as bad. It's just very frustrating that he's out this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if uh, you decided to skip Schuster and get him. Which I did. Me too. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it sounds like we're sort of in agreement then. There's a pretty good reason to go early on Sam Walker despite the risk of him getting injured and making no money. But, but you think it's even, I suppose, like you'd, you'd have even more reason to do it if if you're trading out a guy like a Fogarty or something, because I guess it's a good downgrade option. You can use the money to upgrade elsewhere. Yeah. If, and arrest yeah. the sliding cash. Absolutely. I would, if I had one of those backup halves that isn't performing, I would absolutely do it without, I, I probably would have done it last week, to be honest. Yeah. I think a lot of people did do it last week, but yeah. 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 Okay. And that actually I mean, begs I... the question, if you do have Sam Walker already and you're looking for a downgrade, like, there's not really that many this week, are there? Very hard to get excited. Um, those two cheap, you know, the two bottom dollar guys we talked about. Not really anything in the sort of 300 grand range either. You know, you could grab Ryan James a bit late. He's going to be a bit of a slow burn now after his head knock. Um, yeah, it's very slim pickings. A voice to Fano. Scored another try. Make make good money. So yeah, he scored a second try in the same week that um, AFB had a bit of a low score. So you yeah. might be able to you might be able to make a small jump there. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Although AFB didn't get named, I don't think. No, the timing's so, not quite going to work. No. He doesn't play the first play either. I don't think. AFB doesn't know. Yeah. Um, but that is a really good point in general. When guys go get head knocks or like just go off early a couple of weeks later, it's a great time to pick them up. Um, yeah. And the front row for me, I mean, you know, like I feel like you don't win Supercoach in the front row. So if if one of those slow burn bench guys, you know, makes a bit of quick cash and someone's, someone's dropped a bit, like last year, uh, Tau Pau, for example. You know, you could pick up Tau Pau at some point in the season for about 450. You know, he's it's been a long time since he was one of the premium Supercoach front rowers, but he did a job. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So, so uh, another question or another thing I want to talk about this week is I'm starting to think about upgrading some of my center wings. A lot of people will have a lot of shitty cheap center wings that they want to upgrade. Who do you think is the best option to upgrade? As in, who's the who you'd be targeting this week if you had to buy? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm a very happy Brian To'o and Blake Ferguson owner. Um, To'o, I think, you know, you can, you can hold him all year. Ferguson, I mean, the Eels have quite an open draw coming up, and if he doesn't play for New South Wales, he plays the first buy, so I have no issue with anyone getting Ferguson. I'd be a bit scared that the tries could dry up after last year, um, but, you know, he's got a new centre and a back rower and a 5 eighth inside him. I think there's a strong case for there being... You know, structural change, and and he just can't can't do worse than last year. He's already done, but he's actually already scored more tries than he did last year. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, very very happy owner. Um, I'm always tempted by someone whose draw opens up. Um, last week, you know, there was there was a lot of options. This week, I had a little look at the Warriors draw, so they got Manly this week, I think, and then they have two okay games and then they have another two easy ones so you know you could roll the dice on Ken Mamalo for example they just he looks so bad I like um, the other one I like is Holmes but I'd like to know what's happening with Michael Morgan first yeah Holmes he he scored some like junk points last week I think I think his score was looking a bit shit and then he scored a try or something like right in the last few minutes so ended yeah, up but just well. when I look at their team, he just, you know, we talked about, you know, spending all week at training, passing it to Big Dave. It's the same thing with them, right? Just, all right, guys, just when I blow the whistle, try and pass, pass the ball to Val. <laughs> is he actually that good? I just don't know about Val this year. And that team is so shit that I just, yeah, he, he on paper, he seems like a very good option, but I just can't trust the Cowboys at the moment. And I can't trust Todd Payton not to change him, like, Put him back on the wing, given that they're getting spanked every week. Like, yeah. if they lose to the Tigers by 40 points on the weekend, which I think is a real possibility, questions are going to have to be asked, right? And then what does he do? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, defense is their problem, and the fullback is responsible in a lot of ways for counting numbers well, and defensive organization. Defense. Yeah. Yep. So there's a strong possibility that if they get spanked again, that he ends up, yeah, back on the wing or who knows. Yep. So, so the other one is, I mean, a lot of people would have a lot of Panthers at the moment, but Momorowski's going pretty well. He's going well, yep. Um, they don't go right a whole lot, but, yep, he's managing to score a try every week somehow. Yep, yep. Um, Nofo, I'm very curious about. Two weeks ago, we said no Benji, no Nofo. Yep. The draw's opening up a little bit. He's lost a bit of money. Um, I think his price is probably fair for no Benji. Yep. Certainly wouldn't consider him a bargain. This week is a great week to get him again because they're playing the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I I really like him as a trade-in. If you've already got Dave Fafita and you've already got Do'o, I think he's probably the buy of the week. Yeah. Well, that's, um, who I'm, that's who I'm looking at if I can find a way to get a little bit of money. Yeah. Who would you get between him and To'o right now? The oh, you get to or even yeah okay yeah 
Toto's like Penrith draw is just good for ages. Oh yeah, and I mean the guys like that is is on the most lethal side. Is okay, so they they're going to be one of the top scoring teams the whole year. He's on the good side, and he takes two hit ups a set sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't have to sell him to me. I'm yeah. No, I'm his biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Toto is the main guy. But if you've already got him, what about Brian Kelly? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't. I mean, first game back, um, their draw is still soft. We talked about it. Had a massive finish to the second half of last year. It doesn't always translate. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, and and you know, did they spend the whole week at training last year? You know, passing it to Brian. Yeah, and the Fafita thing's kind of interesting, right? Because, like, does the ball go to Fafita and stop with Fafita? Or does he sort of create space? I mean, Sammy has scored. Sammy's been playing in that position, and he scored, like, 100 two weeks ago and 60-odd last week. Yeah. Well, so we that... compared compared Fafita to kick out before, right? What I'd like to know is how many points get scored on the Panthers' left edge when Kikau's having his rest. So you've got an absolute monster, you know, running the occasional decoy and running the occasional crash ball. The ball goes out the back. I'd be very curious yeah. to know. And, yeah, and you know, if 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 the if the answer was they score nearly all their points while Kikau's on the field, well then you know you, you'd look at Fafita as a space creator. He's going to score a few himself. He's going to going to create space for others. He's also offloading, which is another reason why. <laughs> he sure he sure is he sure is. And you know. We've talked about offloads being overpowered in this game, and they are like they're because you get four points a pop, which is a ridiculous yeah. amount. So if you get a guy offloading three or four times in a game, that's 16, 12 or sixteen points. Yeah, uh, it's a shitload of points. But yeah, does that offload kind of create for Brian Kelly? Who would you get between Kelly and Nofo? I'd probably get Nofo. He's got two seasons of being. Well, last year was the top, I think. Oh, he only played half a season the year before, didn't he? He, I think he spent some time in reserve grade and spent and came back and and creamed it for half a year. He's got a season and a half as as you know one of the best supercoach center wings. He's got more runs on the board than Kelly. I'd probably take Nofo. And they've just come out of that. You know, their opening draw was very tough. They're coming out of it. They're playing the Cowboys this week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Kelly's a lot cheaper. And and that, there's not that much difference in their price now, right? Or no, I think it's a fair bit. What's Nofo now? I think he was in the he was slightly under six hundred. Was Kelly's under five? Okay, so there's still hundred k in it. Maybe eighty. Even an eighty k difference, I think I prefer Nofo if you can swing it. Yeah, if you can swing it. But I think Kelly's a really good option. But yeah, I, I'd probably prefer to just have a look for a week and see what he does. His price isn't going anywhere because it's only his second game. Um, and they draw... Who do they play this week? We have the Knights who had all those injuries, but they seem to have patched it up pretty well. That's right. They've played the broken Knights team. Well, I don't know how broken they are. They've, I mean, Ponga comes in. They've got Watson and Green in the halves. So I feel, I feel like it's patched up. Bradman Best is still out, but he's more of a... So you didn't watch the game. <laughs> One thing I took from that game, and also, so they've, they've named... um, What's his name? Prop, Clemmer. Oh, yeah. They've named Clemmer, but... Um, he's, on, he's on one leg? He's on one leg. Oh, yeah, okay. And he may not play. 
if Clemmer doesn't play, that's a bit of a hole. Yeah, absolutely. But also what you didn't see is that Blake Green, who's 34 years old, played like a 74-year-old. <laughs> he, he, I don't know if you saw like the Mundine fight a month ago where like Mundine just looked like a geriatric in the ring. Like he's coming off a knee reconstruction, fair enough, but... He was, got, he was like getting the ball for kicks and just like not getting to the, the ball to his boot fast enough and getting charged down. Okay. Like he just looked way off the pace and I don't know what side of the field he's going to be defending on. If he's defending on the David Fafita side, like he should like say a few prayers before he goes <laughs> out there because he's just going to, I feel like he's going to get steamrolled. Should have a chat to uh, Anthony Milford. Yeah. So I, th- <laughs> I think on paper, I agree that they've kind of, Papered over the cracks, but I'm not sure that that Green is first grade right now. I don't think he's a first grade player right now, and he's going to get forced into playing 80 mm. or close to it with Kurt Mann out as well. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, we'll see. If no no Clemmer and no well, if no Clemmer, that could be in a bit of trouble. So yeah, actually that that draw looks okay for the for the Titans, and then the week after they've got Manly. That looks good on paper, but Turbo might be back. He helps their defense a bit. Yeah. And then the other, guy, the other guy that's interesting, he was a bust last week, um, Stephen Crichton. Yeah, he was. He didn't impress me at all, to be honest. A lot of people got on him last week, and, yeah, he looks a bit clunky at the back. And they've got a tough game this week against the Raiders, right? Yeah, I wouldn't get him this week. Yeah. Maybe, like, I mean, you know, he might come good in that position, but... Wasn't impressed by what I saw, and actually, the, when Staines went to fullback, he looked far better. Ah, oh, moving there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? Hey, we got asked a question by um some really shit supercoach player. Uh, his name's Paul Polview. Yeah, super conservative. He said, "Who do you expect to be the top four second row forwards by the end of the year, and the top four front row forwards?" Okay, so firstly, the top four front row forwards. How many front rows are you going to carry? Um, second row, I think Fafita, Crichton. Third and fourth. Third and fourth is interesting. Who's in there now? It'll be... It'll, oh. So on it'll be, averages be, at the moment... It'll be kick-out because of all these tries. Yeah, it's Fafita, Barnett, kick-out, Crichton, top four, and with Harris and then Pangai. Maybe Harrison Pangai. I think if Barnett loses the kicking, he won't be top four. Um, Pangai had a low Rizzel score last up week. There. Tino, yeah. Luciano. Fafita, Fafita, Crichton, Harrison Pangai. When I go down this list, what I actually note is that beyond probably the top six, which is Pangai, Harris, Crichton, kick out who I expect to, to, to drop down Barnett for feeder it's actually very thin yeah it drops pretty quick Frizzell maybe got Hudson Young in there who scored two tries yeah yep. yeah I agree I think for feeder I actually think Barnett probably will be maybe number four I think for feeder and Crichton are probably well ahead and then probably Harris number three and maybe Barnett number four yeah Barnett or Pangai so props, I mean, you could throw a towel over them. I mean, yeah, I just can't get excited about the front row. 
yeah, I think I think you're right. I think like there's nothing between between Paulo, Clemar, Takayaho, particularly those three. Tino. Tino, maybe. What about Moeki? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's I just well. that that team's pretty stacked. It is pretty stacked. Dave David Sabidi, maybe. Yeah, well, so yeah, especially if Clemmer's out at all, he would step up. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think that all those guys are going to average around seventy. It's probably not much in it. Yeah, Haas. If they can teach Haas how to, you know, bust the line and get the oh, ball down. Haas. We haven't mentioned Haas because he hasn't played many games. I actually thought Haas looked pretty good. He scored fifty-five, but maybe it was a bit unlucky. When they don't get towed up by forty, there'll be more, <laughs> more hit ups to make. I just, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see him get through the line more often than he currently does. He played sixty-nine minutes. Yeah, Haas will be an interesting buy in a couple of weeks. Mm. He'll play Origin though. So who's your who's your captain this week? All right. Um. Well, that's going to be a huge decision. I mean, we we haven't really talked about the Pappenhausen thing, right? Like. That was the big thing of this week. Like, That's true. I mean, I think it's interesting in a way because I think now that there are two very viable captaincy options for the first two or three weeks, everyone was just captaining Teddy and that was boring. Yep, yep. I think this week, particularly given that, that Pappenhausen has another very good game, oh, I think he'll be the most popular captain easily. The question is, is that an overreaction? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's an excellent option. Excellent option this week. Um, I held him last year after everybody sold him, and I sort of saw him as a bit of flat track bully. Captain him a couple of times, and it went really well. Mm, he's a flat track uh, bully, and that's why I didn't start with him this year. But after you know, after he scored eighty in the wet and had a week off, um, I thought the time was right. So yeah, I, th- I think Pappenhausen is the right choice. I'm not expecting him to score two hundred again, um, but I think I think you can be pretty confident that he he'd get. Um, triple figures, and if he doesn't, he'd be very close. Yeah. Teddy was only, like, a couple of plays away from turning up again, though. Well, yeah, if everyone runs to Pappenhausen, you could easily take Teddy as a pod. Yeah. Like, Teddy, he was involved in everything as we thought he would be. They looked a little clunky at times, and, like, there was a couple of plays where, like, it almost came off and he kind of... Yeah, something went a bit wrong at the wrong time for him. And I think the Sharks is an easier game than the Warriors. Sharks have been playing okay this year. There were times last year where they were awful defensively. They seem to have kind of fixed that up a little bit. But it wouldn't surprise me if if the Roosters win that game by 40. Well, how, how, how often does Teddy go under 100 three games in a row? Yeah, not that often. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think it's going to be very hard not to captain Pappenhausen this week. Yeah. Vice Captain Deb Fido? Uh, I don't think that the I think Fido plays later in the week. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't, he plays before. No, you're right, you're right. Before. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean I have a bunch of Panthers, they're playing the Raiders, I'm probably not gonna vice captain any of them. No. Yeah. If you had if you had like a monster, you could do a monster V C monster Captain Teddy. Cody Walker would have been nice. Cody Cody Walker would have been great. Um, but otherwise, I mean, maybe if you've got Damien Cook. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Maybe a nice VC or even a straight-cut captain option, really. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, I think for the players that a lot of people have, probably VC, Dave Fafita, or even straight out captain Dave Fafita. Yep. Uh, and and then captain either either Teddy or Pappenhausen. I think you're right. Pa- I think Pappenhausen is probably slightly the better option this week, but hard to know. I wouldn't put it past Teddy to score 150 in that game. And just talking about the Roosters, so you both you and I have Satili. Yeah. He has money now. <laughs> What's the best thing to do with him? So he's scored a couple of tries. Butcher scored a try in his position. I mean, at, at, when he scored two tries in the first two weeks, I thought, great, he's going to make quick cash and I'm going to upgrade him. I don't I don't feel like I need to upgrade him. I think, I think I'm going to hold him at least to the first buy, you know, Hopefully he scores a try every third week. He scored 50 the week he didn't score a try. I think, you know, I, I think I'm going to hold him. Um, I know where you're coming from. You know, you need to turn someone into Fafita, so fair enough. If but you I had to he's... turn him into Fafita or Ricky into Fafita, who would you turn into Fafita? Noting that the extra 60 or 70k or whatever it is is going to be very useful. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of them are in your final team, so probably Satili. Yeah, Ricky's got a lowish break even. Yeah. If you could hold him until round 13, because he does play that first buy. I doubt I'll end up doing that. I'll probably end up doing something with him before that anyway, but you could. Yeah, I think you probably want to recycle that cash before then, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go Satili, but there's not much in it. He may not play this week, so that'll make the decision easy, I think, because he's got a hard game the week after this. So if he doesn't play this week because of the he's been named, but he's got to go. I assume he's got to get through the concussion protocols. Yeah. Um, that'll make it an easy decision. But otherwise, it is actually a bit of a tough decision because, I mean, just looking at his break even, you go, yeah, sell him. But I I think that Sam Walker is going to give him lots of opportunity, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up against the Sharks at least score like an eighty or ninety with a try, and that will if he, annoy me what, greatly. I, if I I'll tell you what. If he skips this week and then scores 50 against the Storm, I think he's a buy if you don't own him. I mean, that's true too. Yeah. Or even, you know, the week after that. Yeah. He'll be back down to like 400k. Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to agree with you. I'm just, he's kind of like Tino was for me last week. I just had that feeling that if I sold him, he was going to score really well. Hmm. And I have that feeling with Satili as well. I'm going to sell him and he's going to turn up. Yeah, could easily happen. Mm. Would you sell BMOS? Uh, I would sell BMOS next week. Yeah, I agree. I'd play him against the Sharks. Yep. What's I'd his play him... Oh, I don't know, but he's he's not going to lose that much money, even if he he's even if he does put a big score. He's but the yeah, I'd... averaging and scoring player in Supercoach this year. Yeah, I mean he's oh not Firstly... highest averaging, but the highest scoring. Sorry. Yeah. Firstly. I can't see him keeping it up. Secondly, he's pretty old. He missed a lot of games last year. I'd play him this week and hope he scores again, maybe a double, and then I'd sell him and just take the money to the bank. Turn a keeper into two. Same yeah. like, like we break talked about last week. Break even 99. I mean, you'd be pissed if he scored 30 and he lost a bunch of cash. But again, that Sharkies game, you know, the right wing of the Sharks, well, the left wing of the Sharks, the right wing against them, was um, the highest try scoring edge of any defense <laughs> last year. Yeah, I'll so look, he could I'd... easily score a double against the Sharkies. I agree. I'd hold him for another week if I could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 
that's all that's all I've got for you this week. Uh, I'm hoping for another big week. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to just talk about just quickly before we wrap up uh, is the the searching Corey unlimited group. If you haven't already gotten on the the group na- the group number is four six nine one zero one. So get on and uh, you might get your name on the podcast. So the leader this week is Luke with eels up inside you. He scored a 1467 and his overall rank is 91. So he's doing pretty well. I'm right behind him in second. Um, So that's another reason to uh, join the Search and Quarry League. You can... You can beat me. Yeah. Come on. All well, right. Good luck. Good luck this week. Thanks, mate. And thanks for coming on. Pleasure. All right. See ya. Bye.